0: Good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Two Key Geeks podcast. Today we have two special guests. Not one, but two. We have, as always, from our last couple of episodes, Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Thank you for being here.
1: What's up, everybody? Pleasure to be back.
0: And we have Mr. Kevin Joseph, who is the writer of the Tart comic series and also several other series. What else do we have, Kevin? Uh, Poodles of Potter's Peak. Yeah, we did Poodles of Potter Speak Underwars,
2: which is the uh, very uh, intellectual story about a monkey in men's tidy whitey underwear, um, and uh, Morte, which is the almost silent uh, horror horror uh, day in the life of the last man on earth that I did with Sourcepoint Press.
0: So uh, that is Morte is one of my favorite books of the last, I would say, two or three years. It was an awesome, awesome book, very well received as well in the in the comic well, they, community. S-
2: they say to build a brand so people know what to do so i did a children's book for two-year-olds i did a horror day in the life i have a supernatural time traveling demon hunter and i have i'm trying to figure out the and i also have basically a comedy about animals and men's tidy whities so since i can't figure out what i'm going to write next i hope the audience enjoys being surprised
1: that uh, that's called diversity, my friend. That's called uh, you know um, variety. I love variety. I love uh, <laughs> I love you're not fixed to one genre, and
2: uh, <laughs> it keeps me from getting bored at the very least. Uh,
1: There's
0: something for everyone at your table all the time.
2: Yeah, this yeah. is a
0: really special episode for us because it, and it works out that we're having you on today because this is episode number ten for our podcast. And you also have a 10 to celebrate as well. Tell us about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, we're currently kickstarting Tart number 10, which is where we finally kind of give some answers. Our readers have been really nice to let us uh, hint and ask questions about the big world that our lead character, Tart Acid, lives in. And now we're finally kind of saying, yeah, she's been fighting forces of hell here's here's how it all started it's not necessarily her origin but it we call it the origin of the toxic universe so it's it's a it's a big deal for us because we can finally pay all of our readers back for their their amazing patience yeah that's awesome
1: this has been a pretty long journey for you i think we met what maybe five or six years ago and uh when i first learned of tart and uh you were kind enough to uh to, to give me a copy uh, a couple of copies i took them back to the store and uh, everyone was just just pretty much blown away by uh wow. by the by your writing by the work by the creation and uh you know the art of course with your uh your uh your crazy um artists from uh from farabouts from here but uh, uh,
2: Ludovic la from from the 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 i don't know if it's the wine country or the farm region of france but uh uh, yeah, we're we're an international consortium of two two weirdos, and we came together to make a little book that we we're pretty proud of. And like, here's here's what I always say about the comic book, man. I'm going to say that since I've got you here, um, I've met you, Mike and Brian, and I've I've said this before. You and Mike are just as nice in real life as you are on the show. That's not true of Brian because Brian's actually nice in real life. So I I you know I I, I was I. I loved meeting you guys because you you guys are all awesome. And like, I'd watched the show for a couple years and I walked up to you and you were just as open as, as I could have ever asked for. And, uh, same with Mike. And honestly, you know, Brian was really cool to me. And I, I, I don't know if it was just a good day for me, but he was awesome. He was nice to be and my wife. So, uh,
1: I love the comic book, man. Yeah. He may have been on his, uh, mood leveling alter, uh, medication that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, if you catch him on the right day, uh, he's, he's, He's a good, he's a nice guy. And uh depends on the city and the convention we're at. There are many factors. Whereas uh like pretty much me and Mike, we don't really we don't really care where we're at. As long as we're at some kind of Comic-Con or some kind of uh you know variation of a Comic Con, we're uh, we're pretty happy with that. Um but we love we love bumping to you. We would bump into you, you know, three, four, five times a year at uh you know, New York Comic-Con and uh you know, most of the Florida or Southeast based conventions and uh we yeah we it it was always a welcome surprise um bumping into uh half the reason we love going to these conventions is seeing friendly faces uh yeah, yeah for sure and, and uh,
0: uh, the first time that the two of you met was the same time that all three of us met actually brian was there that well one day that weekend and uh yeah <laughs> brian uh he wasn't in a decent mood that time he uh I came and helped at your table. We've talked about that before, and I believe that his his glaring review of my help was that he didn't hate me and I could stay. Like, and that's that's pretty much as good as you're going to get out of Brian.
1: Yeah, I think that weekend we were coming off. Uh, we got we got set up with uh, this dude who was a little weird. Who uh, Brian had removed. from, from- yeah convention so uh and it all worked out that's uh you know it was all fate i don't mess with fate and destiny the rest is history uh, the rest is history yeah ben swooped in to save the day and uh brian was much more at ease until he ate sushi and drank uh jagermeister and got sick so (laughs) whoever told him to put that combo together uh, it was not me (laughs) it It doesn't sound
0: healthy and then Daniel moved down here a couple of years later. Daniel and I actually helped uh, Kevin out at SuperCon last year for a little while. He was kind enough to grace us with some passes to get in. So.
2: I, I was kind enough to accept your help because I was all alone that Sunday. So uh, <laughs> I, I got I got as much out of that as I gave.
0: Yeah, your your
2: wife bounced that time. Yeah, yeah. We we had just gotten a new dog and she wanted to get back up
0: and and bond. So uh, I went back on Sunday alone. Nice. So how are things going with the Kickstarter this time around? I haven't checked it in the last few hours, but I, I, uh, it launched on Monday at what, 10 o'clock our time here in Florida Eastern. So it's the same time as me, uh, I, I work nights. So I sleep on my first day off until usually about one o'clock, something like that. And that was the first thing I did when I rolled over. I said, let me go to Kickstarter and uh, and get my backing in. And it had blown up in three hours. It was incredible.
2: It's, it's gone. It, you know, we, we, we decided to launch this. We had to issue 10 ready. And then of course the world uh, decided to go absolutely nuts on everyone. And we were really contemplating whether or not we should do this. Would it be tough on people? Would it be the right thing to do? And then we heard that Kickstarter was laying off employees because people weren't running campaigns and the U S post office is in danger of you know, becoming insolvent and we're like, all right, holding off now when we have something seems worse because we'll have the books when everybody's caught up, if we run it. And if we don't run it, we're not helping Kickstarter and we're not helping the post office. And we wouldn't still be doing comic books without those, those two entities, Kickstarter and the post office are why we got past TART four or five. We would have had to give up. So we're like, we have a book, let's do it. And we, were, we decided that what we'd do is we would put all of our books up for free on gumroad.com so you can pay what you want and just literally uh, download them and read them. So if you're having a tough time, you don't have to support this one. I don't want to put any pressure on anyone right now. But if you're able to work from home like I am and able to support us, then, yeah, we've got the books out and we can help me, help Kickstarter, help the post office, and put some art out into the world. So that was that was our mindset. And apparently uh, there's enough people out there just waiting for comics. Cause I think it was about 150 people yesterday for over $4,500. And uh, that's, that's incredible.
1: Cause yeah, I, I, I saw you set your goal. I mean, in terms of kickstarters, it's relatively low. You were only looking for $1,500 and um,
2: everything we could to keep the goal to almost nothing. Um, because we didn't want to be out shouting every day all day come 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 which if we were going for a 7 or 8000 dollar goal we would have to do that so we just said let's do a logo and let, we're going to be here for the people who are ready and we're not going to try to i don't know there's enough pressure right now if you if you can support it and it looks like a book you like we welcome aboard and uh, we're going to have fun no matter what
1: well, I'm here to tell you that not only do we support it, but it's a it's an amazing book. I I mean, I, I've endorsed it since the first time I laid eyes on it. Uh, I gave a quote. I think I said, if I could date a comic book, it would be Tart. And that's completely true. And uh, I love that, uh, you know, even though everything shut down, I mean, they're not even shipping new comics uh, for the next eight days uh, that you're still going. Uh, I love that most of the comic book creators I've talked to are still busy. They're still working. Um, they still got editors breathing down their necks for deadlines, although, you know, less so, I think they feel a little less pressure deadline wise, um, because editors understand what's going on. But, um, I, I see most creators have not given up, have not taken a backseat. Uh, they're surviving, but yet they're still sticking to what they love. And, uh, I, I, I love that. Um, I, you've always been very generous. So number one, if you want to read Tart one through nine, you can. Uh, go to gumroad.com slash keychall comics. The, uh, the link is uh, up if you're watching this and you pay whatever you want for, the, for each, to read it, each issue. Um, you pay whatever your means and, and they're well worth it. Throw, throw in a dollar, you know, or at least, or, you know, if you, if you can give more, that's great. Um, but uh, I love that you were thinking of people was like, oh man, is this bad? You know, no one has any money right now should we be launching a Kickstarter? And, uh, I'm glad you did. Um, you've tripled, <laughs> you've tripled the money that, you know, your, your Kickstarter goal, which, uh, you know, which means, you know, the magic word stretch goals, uh, come into play. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean the, 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 backing tiers are not unreasonable. Uh, you know, if you, if you want, you know, digital copies, physical copies are, you know, like 10, 13, $18 depending on shipping speed. So, um, I uh, and I love that you were like, oh man, I can't let Kickstarter go out of business, so uh, you know I can't let these employees get laid off. So yeah, let's launch this campaign and uh, see how it goes. So um, yeah, I, I mean, all as always, I applaud what you're doing, um, and uh, I love that you have something going on right now. Uh,
2: no, it's 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 great. It it's it gives us something to do. You know, like you know, wake wake gives me a reason to wake up in the morning. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's been a it's been a great series so far. I'm really looking forward to this one. I've already backed the campaign and now I keep telling myself I'm gonna have to raise my pledge and get the virgin cover because <laughs> I have, to the best of my knowledge, I have every cover of every issue of Tart that has been produced thus far. And I'm gonna have a real hard time not going ahead and getting that special cover as well. I, I probably cannot refrain myself from it. It's uh it's kind of an obsession at this point.
2: Well, I, I, I'm going to make it a lot harder on you. I think we're going to do glow in the dark oh. on that cover uh, nice. to make it a little more me. special.
0: Well, now yeah, you got so. him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be incredible because I have every cover and I have probably one of the only CGC graded signature series, TART number no. one, San Diego Comic-Con covers in the world I mean I think there may be one other one but that's about it
1: I for the
2: San Diego I think you I think you are the only one there maybe we've had a couple CGCs here and there but the San Diego I think you have it but yeah we're going to be really nice to people but for people like you Ben we're going to turn the screws and yeah just like, yeah well that's okay dark,
0: man I'm still working. I'm leaving in an hour and a half to go work an overnight shift for extra money. I can afford it. It's okay. (laughs) I'm in a better position than a lot of people are right now. But it's the, the campaign is great. Tell us a little bit about how you got to this point, though. I know Daniel's girlfriend, we introduced her to this book. She wasn't into comic cons. She wasn't into pop culture. She had never seen most of the movies that everybody on this screen right now grew up watching. So we've had a lot of fun with her but she loved this series absolutely loved it yeah she was a big like, fan and i i like it too but i'm
3: i really like morte that's that's my speed
0: it was I don't a great the like words just
3: the
2: theming that's you know i the the probably the last time i saw you in new york ming was when i when i came up with morte well not i mean i don't want to say that we talked and i came up with it but i was on a plane home alone after 5 days in new york and just just beat to death. And, uh, I just got out my, uh, my note and I just started thinking about what it would be like to literally be the last person on earth. Um, and you know, every I've, I've read a bunch of tales of surviving the apocalypse. And I was like, I, I don't have anything new to say there, but what if you did survive it? How would you, how would you psychologically deal with surviving the apocalypse? And that was I was like, "Oh my God! I think I've written something that I've never read before." You know, everything else I've written is some derivation, and there's a lot of, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, well, we get inspired by what we love, you know, whether it be, you know, horror or whatever genres that we're into. Uh, of course, that's what we want to, what we want to create ultimately, which is cool. But uh, this, um, yeah, this this just came from the 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 that weird fever dream like fatigue from oh you get New York Comic Con.
2: Yeah. And I think you can see it in that. And then of course, you know, David Bishop is the artist on Morte and he just brought a a beauty to the grotesque situation that, that, that we needed. And so I think that 90% of Morte is, is David Bishop. So, uh, all, all, all hail the King from Toronto.
3: Uh, I
2: enjoy it. It's awesome. It's a
3: great book. Everyone should check it out. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: And uh, a, and I'm throwing up the link on uh, from Comixology right now. If anyone, oh cool, check it out for sure. And uh, yeah, for sure. De- <laughs> that's a, that's uh, yeah. That's a, a hauntingly compassionate look at the last living man on earth. He tries to find meaning surrounded by death and silence. Which um. So wait, which uh? How long? Which near Comic Con was that? God,
2: we haven't been in about three years. So okay. I think four years ago.
1: Wow. Okay. I, it was, that was all before all this happened. I by mean, far, yeah. 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 <laughs> so
2: but it was before we, we stopped going to New York comic-con after hurricane Matthew basically got me stranded up there alone. And <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. There was a whole, man, That was a whole thing. Um, <laughs>
2: It was a it was a whole thing. (laughs) And I decided I can't go to New York in a hurricane season anymore. I've decided I'm going to have to retire from uh, New York Comic Con.
1: Uh, I remember, yeah, all of our all of my uh, friends were Florida based comic book creators. Like, should I go or should I stay home with my family and ride the hurricane out? And. Most of them chose to stay back, you know, which is, <laughs> I know they wanted to be up in New York. I know you all I, want to be up there, of course.
2: I grabbed my family and put them on the plane the <laughs> night before. So that was like, <laughs> I was able to do it and, and not feel like um, uh, <laughs> the worst father and husband right. in the history of mankind. <laughs> but um, the uh, checkbook did not enjoy a uh, last, two last second plane ticket spot, I think, a night before the con.
1: I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, safety and being a good guy sometimes will cost a lot of money. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's, it's priceless to make sure your, your family is safe ultimately. Um, which which is, uh, which is amazing. And so this Kickstarter is running for another 17 days. Uh, did you set up for, is it a 30 day? We just did, um, I think about 18 days. Oh, wanted, holy crap. Yeah. We just launched this. Yeah, May yeah. May
2: 29th is when it ends and we launched yesterday.
1: it um, it's got to feel good to be like to you know reload that screen It's like oh whoa like people love this people want uh, it feels good to be loved and wanted for sure.
2: It, we I the core group of readers like Ben and the people come back Kickstarter after Kickstarter after Kickstarter is literally you know like this is a fun Indie comics are fun. You get to meet people. Like I, I've met all of you at conventions and, and had, you know, like I have these friendships I get to see at this show, at that show, and that's great. But really it's it's also lonely and hard and slow. Like you said, we've been doing this a long time and now we're ratcheting up how often we get an issue out. But um there are long hauls and the, the people who come back Kickstarter after Kickstarter after Kickstarter, that's the reason Ludo and I haven't quit we're like we get we have to finish we have to finish this book for for them because they're there for us
0: and once again they're there for us well before we get to the end of the book the first time i picked up this book was the copy that you brought Ming at ming's table and the first break that i got i immediately came over and bought it for myself uh i was sucked in with the artwork Ludo is all the way in France. How did this partnership wind up? Because this was around the time number three, I think, came out. Three or four four, yeah. when we met. That's been quite some time ago, but it's an interesting partnership that you're actually writing a book with an artist that's across the world and doesn't speak the same language as you, which is incredible to me.
2: It is shocking to me how well we... um the synergy of, of the partnership because maybe five, 10 times we've um, disagreed on a panel and, and figured out a, a great way to go forward. 99% of the time, he either does what I asked him to do better than I asked or makes a change that makes it better. And um, I don't know if we have some of the same influences, you know, like he's he's a big game. Inf- Fan, He's a big Joss Whedon fan, just as I am. So at least the kind of the, the things that we both enjoy, we both uh, shared. But he knows more about Russian mythology, about werewolves. I didn't know a thing called a Bodark existed. And he's, he's throwing these into our books, you know. So um, we met, it's the best way to start a story I know of, I met a woman on my honeymoon in London. And my wife was there. <laughs> but I uh, met this woman on my honeymoon in London. We were online to get uh, an autograph at a Neil Gaiman signing at Forbidden Planet in London. And, you know, a Neil Gaiman signing, you're online for four hours. So we all, about eight of us sat and talked and we were friends. And Anna sent me an email about a year later and said, hey, I, I just met this artist. He's really great, but he's written himself into a corner with these characters. Is there anything you can do with it? and i was like well i mean i'll look at it if i doubt it and then i i saw his art and i was like i i better figure out a way to figure <laughs> out how to work with this guy cuz he's if you if you if you meet an artist like ludo you've got to figure out how to write for him because he just makes you look better than you could ever look he's he's a he's phenomenal
0: and he actually did He's a full-time artist still. Is Ludo still? I, I know for some time he had left, and you actually had to get a fill-in uh, because he was doing tattooing and things like that. Is he still doing that? I haven't. I don't hear much from him. Obviously, but.
2: he didn't find the tattooing fulfilling, so he's definitely trying to make his way as a, as an artist full-time. They
1: don't That's make great.
2: the money in France tattooing that they make in America. Sure. So when I first heard he was going to do it, I was like, well, great. You'll be able to work two days a week yeah. tattooing, <laughs> make all the money you need. And then five days and he's working six days a week and barely making ends meet in France. So I, I think if he moved over here, I think he'd do great tattooing. But, oh, um, yeah,
1: I think he would kill it. And then uh, if he wanted to, you could go to like conventions and tattoo there, like all yeah. over, Um, a couple at t- our table and yeah, yeah, at the table. <laughs> Yeah, in the states that allow it, not all states allow <laughs> tattooing at comic cons. Um, wow, that uh, yeah, I think I just got a new goal. I need a tattoo by uh, by Ludo for sure. <laughs>
2: I don't think I haven't thought of it. It just hasn't worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bucket list. It, it's yeah. an incredible story that that you were able to connect over that distance of and put this book together. Now, which issue was it that he was out for? Was it five? Car- Six. Carl Maline pinch was... hit for us for issue six. So that, well, was... I mean, if you have to get a pinch hitter, that's a, that's a pretty big one. I,
2: you, here's the thing about Carl Maline If you haven't met him, he is 10 times nicer than he's a great artist. And he is an incredible artist. He is just such a, a good, like humble, generous person. I met him and, um, I knew that Ludo was going to take some time off, and he he made the mistake of telling me he had a a whole a window in his uh, schedule of like two months because he didn't know what he was going to do. And I said, uh, <laughs> "So okay, it, would you be willing to look at a book to see if you do it from a guy you've never heard of that most people at Marvel and DC have never heard of?" And you know, and he just he he looked at me. He said, "Yeah, I mean, I'll look at it. I don't I don't care." So. I was like, all right, I brought the books over and he read the books and he was like, all right, I I really like what you're doing and I really like what Ludo's doing. I I'd be inter- interested in reading the script. And I what I found out was I am not intimidated to give my books to anybody. You know, I know I I know that if it's for you, you're going to like it. And if it's not for you, that's there's nothing I can do about it. But sending a script to a guy who's worked with Josh Whedon was the most intimidating thing i have ever done hitting send i i i sat over it for five minutes and i just said well <laughs> screw it you know like the girl isn't going to dance with you if you don't ask so i just i hit send and he said yeah that looks good let's let's talk and uh we have an amazing issue six because of him so
0: that's awesome i i was heartbroken when uh ludo couldn't be on the project and i was really glad when he came back but that issue was incredible on its own merit. And it was so cool that you were able to grab him for that, especially for an indie book and get it done without any, uh, any hesitation. I mean, he just jumped in and knocked it out and, and knocked it out of the park. It's a great issue.
2: Oh, and, and I, I consider him a friend now. I don't, I hope he considers me a friend. I mean, we hope we're, we we He's he's in more demand than Kevin Joseph can supply, but uh, w- we've talked about a, a, a certain thing, a certain project, if it ever opens up. So hopefully we can work together on on something else in the future. Because I, I, hey, listen, I'm I I enjoy writing; it makes me happy. But uh, the reason anybody knows who I am is I have run into artist after artist who are just phenomenal, phenomenal creators, and you know, you hand them a page and it comes back 10 times better than, than what you thought it could ever look like. So, so any great artists out there that want to hang around, on, I'm, I'm available.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll have great stuff to, uh, to work with for sure. I mean, it's a, I, uh, it, I, I mean, it is a, it is a collaborative process. Give yourself a little credit, Kevin. <laughs> you know, without, you know, without your writing, and uh and uh, with that you know the, you got to lay the foundation before you build the uh the, the the skyscraper or the uh or the hidden or the hidden base or the <laughs> or the hidden layer or you know whatever you're building you got to build those foundations first and uh yeah i don't think writers and creators uh they definitely don't get enough credit for sure so
2: i, I you know some, sometimes sometimes we get too much credit sometimes we don't get enough i think it all works out that um you know, we we in the at the end of the day, we have a book that with our name on it that we get to give people. And uh, if you love the book, I don't care if you if you think I did it or you think or you think we did it. Or you know, I if you love Tart, then I'm I'm ecstatic.
1: So. Yeah. All I'm saying is when they make the movie version of this, uh, yeah, you you deserve to be on the set. Is what? Like. <laughs> so many times I hear like they you know they're filming movies and I was like, well, the, uh, I hear from the the writers like, oh, I wasn't allowed on the set. And I'm like. What are you talking about you without you there is no movie like what are you talking about I think that you know Hollywood has since changed its tune since then but um, for, for for a while that uh, that seemed to be the case I always thought that was weird uh, I,
2: I will hope to be on the set and I will sit on my hands and and shut my mouth so that I get to come back the next time
1: yeah, or you never. I mean, ultimately, they, sh, you know, uh, the the director, whoever, should be turning the writers like, all right, what would you do here? How would you write, you know, if you were writing this? Uh, what would you uh, in on this scene? How did you envision this? Um, yeah, I uh, I always love the story. Um, I think it was Die Hard Four that uh, Kevin Smith was working with Bruce Willis, and I think Bruce was not happy with the particular scene, and he was like, Hey, Kevin, you're a writer, right? Kevin, you uh, can you what would you do in the situation? It's like, hey, you got a laptop? Let me uh let me see what I can do. And I think in in a couple hours, Kevin, Kevin Smith uh banged out a revision and Bruce Willis was like, I like this, let's do it like this. And he went back to the director and that's how they shot it. And I was like, that's that's pretty cool to ha- have that talent on hand and uh and uh, have Bruce Willis be like, hey man, wh- how wh- how would you do this? Like, you know, you're you're the, you're a writer, write, write something good. And, and dead, if right.
2: Kevin had never worked with Bruce again, it, it would have been the greatest relationship he ever. Had. Would have.
1: And, yeah, and would have. instead, he did an entire movie. And uh and uh yeah, it kind of changed his whole view on not only Bruce Willis but Hollywood and uh, but it gave him a great two-hour answer to a to a question that comes up at every QA. It did. <laughs> it did.
0: If you have it listeners, if you have never listened to Kevin talk about working with Bruce Willis. I've never been so sad for a person in my life as Kevin having to have his idol his yeah his built up thing just destroyed in front of him. It, it's such a an interesting funny story but it's not funny also it, it's it's typical Hollywood it is what it is but it's uh it's a great listen if you haven't gotten a chance. I yeah, believe I, that was on one of the Q&A DVDs I yep. believe.
1: Yeah, it, it was
0: his uh,
2: book too. He wrote he wrote it up in his book, um, and I, I'm blanking on the title. But I, I read my wife to sleep with that story one night, and she <laughs> was in tears listening to the entire chapter. I just said, "You, you just you have to hear this." And I, what I remember the best part was when someone, "Hey, John McClane," and he's, Bruce got all upset. He's like, "Man, I did that like 25 years ago," and comes like, "I did Clerks 25 years ago. It still makes me happy." Which yeah. I guess was not what he wanted to hear that day. <laughs> no. That's no, one of
1: my favorite stories. Yeah, I hope none of you uh, punch a wall out of frustration because of somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're
0: talking about Kevin. You're talking about being in in, uh, in excess and having plenty of free time. But uh, I have, in the last twelve months, had to buy some more copies of Tart because of the new covers. So. You did get some exciting news last year with getting picked up by an actual printing company, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're putting it out through scout comics who are, um, they're out of Fort Myers, which is really nice because I can kind of drive over, you know, two out two hour drive for me for signings and little headquarter openings, which is really nice. Um, uh, writer by the name of James Hake. Uh, he was a, uh, we met through the, you know, h- how we all meet. And he he was doing a comic called Solar Flare, which is basically a solar flare knocks out all the electronics in the world. And a father's in, in Fort Myers, Florida, and has to find his daughter somewhere in Tennessee. So it's kind of like The Walking Dead, but no electricity as opposed to zombies. And uh, we, you know, we we, we bonded and he, he got in with Scout, and he said, "I'll, you know, if, if anything ever comes on this, I'll show I'll show Tart to people." And I held I h- held out and held out, and eventually he gave a call and said, "Would you be interested?" And I said, "Well, you're working with Walter Ostley. You're working with the guys that do Scab- Stabity Bunny. You're, you know, like he's just working with good James Pruitt." I said, "You're you're putting the right people together. Uh, I I want to work with good people." And so Pluto said yes, and. It's been exciting. Now the trade paperback got delayed because of the situation, but uh, uh, that's okay. In, in comparison to what some people are going through, I can live with my trade paperback coming out a month or two late, as opposed to uh, some of the other situations that are out
0: there. Absolutely. So Scout has published number one with a Scout exclusive cover, which I picked up, and the trade paperback is covering which issues? Issues one through seven. Um, one through seven. You, w- because I didn't know what I was
2: doing when we put Tart together, the first arc is three issues, and that's not really long enough for a trade paperback to go through Diamond. So sure. we just did we did, we we took the two two arcs and and put them into one, and that's how we always planned it. Is what I say if I yeah. if I'm feeling disingenuous, but more it's just no, we didn't know what we were doing, and you know no, nobody knows
0: any different, so it's fine. I actually have that pre-ordered, but obviously it hasn't shown up yet because of. Covid and many other reasons, but it is coming. I ordered it because you know it's another another cover. I can't stop now. So, uh, what's the plan for the book long term? How many issues do you foresee doing in this series before you move on to something else?
2: About twenty seven issues. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that
1: we're, mapped we're, we're that's mapped out already. Yes, yes.
2: we it's a uh, beginning, middle, and end of Tarch journey. We know we know where we're going now some of the steps in between we've got to figure out how to do them right but we have every we have a log line for every issue and what we're trying to do with it and and we want to i found out as a kid i loved comic books because the story never ended you know i always got to see the x-men every month i always got to see what the Avengers were doing every month, and Batman every month, and and that was great. And then I grew up and and read Sandman and Bone and Lock and Key, and I realized what I what I like is that you keep coming back to the characters, and what I love is a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then and then the story is over. So that's what we've mapped out. That's um, Tart Tart's story goes the end and then Tart story is over. Now, the world, maybe, maybe there will be a couple strands for another writer and artist if they want to play in the world. Maybe we'll leave that open. But um, Ludo and I are going to try to finish this and then we're going to try to get out of the way and do something different.
0: Interesting. You have uh, a full-time job. You have a kid. How do you find time to fit all of this in? I know it's quite a bit of work for you to fit in the writing and your Kickstarters are always some of the best looking Kickstarters that I have ever seen. A lot of them are slapped together. You've got beautiful artwork, videos. Uh, It's, it's incredible.
2: Well, I don't do my full-time job well and I neglect my child. (laughs) That's, that's really how I get it done. Well, there's another thing we have in common, so uh you know um just just grabbing two hours in the day when you can you can focus on it and and then when you when when it's time to be a a husband or a dad putting it down and like normally at this time of night we're we're watching teen titans go or my little pony or or you know coronavirus hasn't been all bad i showed my daughter the entire office over the first month so you know we've (laughs) <laughs> we've had a lot of bonding time there, but you know, it's a Kickstarter. And I said seven o'clock, this is when this works for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I need, I need the room with a good wifi. So I love you. Go, go, go elsewhere. And, and we'll hang out after the podcast is done.
1: Yeah. yeah go, laugh, uh, go laugh at Michael Scott some more. Uh, it's funny yeah. you bring that up, Uh that's uh, I, I, ne- I had never seen the office before. So I've been using this last month to watch the whole run. Wow. And, uh, wow. I'm I'm almost done, and then uh you know I I yeah I'm, you know when you have a full time job, family, other commitments, but you have that one thing you love doing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be podcasting or creating comics or, uh, you find time for it no matter what. And not only do you find time for it, as you're doing the other things, like you can't wait to get to that, <laughs> you can't wait to finish that that loose end or that one thing that you started the day before, and you can't wait to finish it. And uh, yeah, if yeah. Uh, you somehow find the time to do it. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: The, the most prolific I ever had was when I was a, a blackjack dealer, you work an hour and you get a 20 minute break. So I'd go to the break room where my notebook was and I'd flip it open and I'd be able to write about three panels. Wow. You go back out and work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was six breaks a day, three panels, 18 panels a day, about three pages. I, I I wrote a lot then. <laughs> you know, it it was, was very
3: great. productive. That's <laughs> awesome.
2: There were one or two nights I'd go to the break room after I was over and finish a page because I had a good idea, and then get in my car and go home.
0: Yeah, I feel you. My kids are under mandatory. Don't open your door. Don't say anything. Don't yell at your video game. Stop. You know things like that. It's. uh, I understand. We. Uh, we have I will to make say though,
2: he hurt my feelings tonight. Um, I said, grab a DVD and you got to go in the other room, and grab a dVD and she goes, Okay, I'm gonna grab the Monty Pythons and walk in. I was like, Oh, I might have to call and cancel the podcast <laughs> if she, if she's bringing out Monty Python. I might have to
1: we would have understood,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. how yeah. old is your daughter now?
1: she's eleven she's eleven okay so Not she's either. close
0: to mine mine's fourteen, so they're they're fairly
1: close. Wow, you're doing a great job for any eleven year old uh American kid didn't know anything about Monty Python and, and uh, <laughs> flying circus or the office. Uh, you're doing a great job.
2: One of my, one of my best Christmas presents ever for my wife was every BBC episode of Monty Python in a, in a case. And I think we brought it out when she was about nine and we, we just started with the fish slapping dance. We decided if we can get her to watch the fish slapping dance, then she would know what she was in for. And she was, and from then on out, she was like, all right, I want to see this. So.
0: That's awesome, Daniel. You're in the middle of showing Carrie what Red Dwarf. Yeah, While we're watching the Red, Red Dwarfs.
3: Dwarf. I don't know. Are you guys familiar yeah. with Red Dwarf?
2: Oh, I'm new on that one. Uh, you're it's on a, a BBC Oh, uh, sounds uh, okay.
3: uh, it's it's really good. You should check it out. I don't want to spoil too much.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, they're they're in the middle of that right now. It, it was an odd choice for somebody who doesn't see and doesn't watch anything. You know, that hadn't seen like The Goonies when y'all got together, but uh it's it's going okay huh oh yeah it's
3: been great uh we uh just finished season i'm seven. i'm
0: sort of putting the hitchhiker's
2: guide to the galaxy on her reading pile just kind of yeah. like
3: that's one of my favorite you know, books
2: yeah you know, yeah if she gets to it you know you know like no pressure that way she doesn't like kind of turn away from it but it's it's there
0: it's there when she's ready for it huh yeah that's awesome so the Kickstarter has another couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The, to the 20, 20- about two
2: weeks, just a yeah. little over two weeks.
1: Yeah. 17 uh, days. Uh, yeah. I'm going to promote it as much as I can. And oh, uh, uh, I mean, who knows who, where this could go to. It's uh, I, I'm glad you reached your goal first and foremost. Um. Uh, I Yeah. It, it, you always like to he- see that little green bar uh, either close to the goal or, I mean, you've, kind of broken that, that that meter already um but I, I would love to see it go as high as it could go um and uh yeah i you um you know you're you're a creator but you have to worry about publishing printing shipping all of that which takes money uh mm-hmm. and you don't have to really worry about that uh, what a great thing crowdfunding is like if you get everything funded before you even start or in the middle or wherever you are in the process uh, yeah, what a what a great thing for sure. So uh, but it, um, yeah, the sky's the limit from this point forward. It's great It's made it possible.
2: You know, I I don't know that I had the I would have had the ability or knowledge to do this without crowdfunding and in fact No, I can say honestly, I do not have those things so it wouldn't have it wouldn't <laughs> have happened without it So because we, we started out we're like, well, we'll map this out We'll write out a pitch and then we'll go to vertigo and then you know, of course, they'll say yes to two guys no one's ever heard of of course yeah yeah so uh you think they are netflix yeah (laughs) but you know uh, you know karen berger still has a line somewhere so maybe i have a chance at some point to to work with her that 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 is a dream too just literally to work with her and learn kind of just just open up that brain and and see what she can do to help help me learn how to to be a real writer, so maybe maybe that'll be the dream someday. <laughs>
0: well, you're off to a good start. The Kickstarter's kicking ass, which is awesome. We're so happy to see that. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and be on the podcast that almost no one listens to. Ming is always yes. it's awesome to have here to help boost our numbers a little bit. We got over that hundred mark
1: a couple of weeks ago, which was awesome. So. <laughs> I uh, real quick, uh, did you have any conventions scheduled this year? I was so lucky
2: that I didn't, I, and and the reason I was lucky is the two conventions that I normally either run into Ben or you or both, uh, Houston Comic unfortunately would have been on my daughter's dance recital weekend.
1: Oh, okay. So So, I wouldn't have gone anyways then
2: there's, yeah. So that's, that's out. Can't, can't do that. So I wasn't going to travel to that this year. And then SuperCon was, uh, I think it was going to be mother's day weekend. This, I think it was going to be this this past past weekend. weekend. And you know, it's like, you know, we joked, you got to pick and choose and you've got to make sure that this, this fun dream that you're, that you're, um, Aspiring to doesn't destroy the things that you actually have. Right. Um, so both shows I wasn't going to do this year um, because of the timing, and and then they both got canceled. So I I luckily am one of the creators that I didn't have anything canceled, but only because the shows weren't going to work for me anyway.
1: Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I know uh, you do. You know a lot of the marketing, a lot of you putting the book out there is at conventions. And uh, I didn't know if you had like twenty three of them scheduled this year, where you're promoting the book and the and you know they're all wiped down. It's like oh crap! Well, what do I do now? So that's uh, that's good. I'm not a
2: road warrior. I'm a I'm a road uh, hopper. Or okay. uh, you know, yeah, I, I do about maybe six to eight a year. Yeah, if, pick, if, all,
1: pick all the right ones. Um, well, first and foremost, usually the ones that we're both at, so uh, that's always a good sign. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, with all the cons out there, you got to pick and choose. And uh, some like New York Comic Con are way expensive to just get a table at if you can get the table, and uh, and most people don't even make their money back. But you know, it's it's all it's marketing. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a weird balance for sure. And um, yeah, if, I,
2: if, if Scout if Scout gets back on the convention scene, I might try to like z- zip up to some shows and kind of be there with them and then i'll you know i'll have to take care of my travel but but then yep. i'm not having to take care of travel and table fees and and blah 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 right um,
1: and it's just a good way to market hey i'm gonna be with scout comics at you know whatever new york comic-con san diego or wherever they go or um it's a yeah it's a good way to get a group a big group uh and and still market that you're gonna be at a convention and pick up the book first of exactly
0: course. exactly exactly yeah. So. Absolutely. And we, you know, most of our podcast is talking about conventions and this year has kind of shot our whole theme of our show to hell. So we really appreciate the ability to do this. Uh, it's awesome that a shared universe is able to put this together all the time. I've been recommending people on Reddit, other places that are, their podcast is interrupted. I'm telling them to come see you. I don't know if they are, but uh, y'all have been kicking ass as well. You've You've kind of made lemonade out of lemons with this pandemic thing just because of the online streaming there there is I'm tech savvy, but there is nothing easier than clicking the link in your email and having our podcast.
1: And we're in, yeah, it's It's really great. So, you know, God, uh, you know, God bless technology, I guess.
0: But like chunk from the Goonies could do this. It's it's (laughs) incredible how easy it is. I think Chunk um, from
1: the Goonies did do this. I don't know if you saw they did a whole Goonies reunion. I did see Um, it. Yeah.
0: I haven't watched it yet because it's an hour and something long and I haven't committed myself but it's definitely on my list. I heard it was incredible.
3: Where can where uh, they can also
0: watch this? what's that? Where can
3: where can somebody see this
0: at? Uh, it's on Facebook. It's on uh,
1: YouTube, I believe. Yeah, it's all over. Just search uh, Goonies like Zoom reunion. Yeah. They all got okay. to run a Zoom like a giant, gigantic Zoom conference. And uh, you know, I see the Goonies poster behind you as always. Oh, yeah. So you yeah, Green showed up, and and James, uh, Josh Brolin, and and. Like pretty much the whole cast.
0: That's awesome. They, they did another one of those too that it's on my list to watch. It's on my saved videos on Facebook. That's also an hour or two long. That's Chuck reunion, Zachary Levi and the whole cast from that show got back together, which was always one of my favorite shows uh, when it was on. So there's a lot of good that's come of this. A lot of people have uh, been more accessible and uh, had more downtime than they would have otherwise had. So this has been great, uh, for that part of it to be able to have a lot more content to watch and things to do while you're stuck at home <laughs> so we really appreciate everybody coming out we appreciate you coming kevin well I'm, i hope that we can do anything as always to boost your kickstarter numbers uh we'll keep sharing the links and retweeting things and trying to get there you don't have facebook do you
2: uh, uh yeah there's a there's a Tart official, facebookcom okay. slash tart official. but literally since Monday, it's stopped. I, there's, I don't know if it's my computer or Facebook. It's, it's, it hasn't been working very well for me. So uh, just, I guess look, look me up on Twitter at Kevin Joseph CMX, and that's that's the best way if you want to like ask me questions. But really, honestly, even even if you're working sixty hours a week and you're totally flush, download the comics on Gumroad, read them all if you love them back the Kickstarter, but, but read them first. I, I'm, I'm not afraid of uh, people finding out if they love it before they um, commit to paying money because I, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, giving out a pill on the playground. I think I'm going to be able to get you addicted.
1: You'll uh, you'll thank us later for sure. Yeah. You know, that, every, as, you know, beautiful as,
0: as beautiful as these books are to see them online, that, it is a whole different thing to hold it in your hand. The artwork is it just, it's one of the most incredible comics I've ever seen for the artwork. And that's.
1: Yeah. They're printed on nice stock too. So yeah, yeah, the whole experience is pretty amazing.
0: And you recently changed printing companies as well, didn't you? Uh, yes. One oh, one, one opened up in Fort
2: Myers. They, um, huh. so instead of waiting 12 to 16 weeks to get something from Taiwan and quality, That I was getting from Taiwan was just incredible. But I hated um, kickstarting a book and saying, I'll get it to you in five months. Sure. Now we're going to, this Kickstarter is going to end on May 29th. We have to wait about two weeks to get our money. So that's about June 15th. Um, I'll pay on June 16th. It takes them about seven days. I can drive over June 22nd and have all my books and start start sending them on the June 23rd, 24th, 25th, depending on, you know, everything. So that's, that's, what's been great about that new. And also the quality is it's digital printing. It's not offset and it, you can't tell the difference. And that's, that's pretty amazing too. Um, If you could tell the difference, I would probably still be printing offset, but since the quality is there, but yeah,
1: I want to. You you can get it much quicker too, and and since it's in your backyard, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, and and yeah.
2: you know, this is making the sausage. But I used to pay whatever whatever the bill for the books was, and then six hundred dollars to ship it. Or I can drive four hours and pay fifteen dollars in gas. That's that's a pretty good. Uh.
0: Well, you can also you're also eliminating the excess you have to order because of damage.
1: True. Doing that, too. Yeah. You're not that's having true. the
0: books damaged in transit. So you always from overseas, you'd have to order so many extra to yeah. cover the ones that got kind of wrinkled up in shipping. Yeah. So that's great that there's a local place here in Florida that you can run and grab them. Uh, is there anything else you want the fans to know?
2: I Just read comics, support your local comic shop. Oh, here, you know, here's something. Scoutcomics.com. This isn't really me because if you want my books, you can get it from the Kickstarter or, but if you go to scoutcomics.com and in the memo, whatever you order, if, if you write Jay and silent Bob's, they'll send 50% of, of the, what you buy straight to the store. Like they're, they're paying comic shops. You know, I'm saying Jay and silent Bob's because, Hey, you yeah, know, but paying. you're, if, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If your local comic shop is hurting, you can and you buy twenty dollars worth of books and put their name in the memo. Mm. They'll pay ten bucks to them the next wow, Friday. That's insane. So that is you great know, like, to know, yeah, dude. I mean, so go on there. I mean, I'll shout out some stuff: Shiver Bureau, White Ash, Solar Solar Flare. Um, really, some really good books at at uh, at Scout. You know, if you want to try the Scout Tart Number One. I'm not against you reading it. I, I'm fine with that. But if you just want to help your local comic shop, scoutcomics.com, we'll do it for you.
0: Okay. Well, we'll be doing that, and we'll be sure to put – we don't have a local comic shop, so we'll throw Jay and Bob's <laughs> in there, and uh, or Tate's in uh, Fort Lauderdale, which is your local comic shop, correct?
2: It, it is. I, I do CJ's and Tate's, and I go back and forth because they're both amazing, so –
0: yeah, we we uh, always try to swing through on our way to or from Orlando when we're going to conventions or Universal or whatever uh, because they're good shops and we have nothing. Our closest one is more than an hour away, so uh, it's it's good to have them up there. They're pretty big in the area, so it's great. Ming, you got anything else?
1: Uh, no, I, I well I, I just I can't wait to see you guys in person again. Um, I just uh, Kevin, I always love running to you at conventions and. Uh, uh, more often than that, you're like, "Hey, the new issue came out. I want you to read it." That's, you know that. How can I not love that? So that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, read, read Tart. Uh, whether you do it on Gumroad, whether you order an issue from Scout Comics, and uh, support the Kickstarter. Grab, uh, grab issue number ten. You know, eighteen bucks will we shipped to your to your door sometime in June. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, that's a small price to pay for for such genius, in my opinion. So. And such creativity and something of this caliber, I think, uh, I think it's a small price to pay. And again, you will thank us later <laughs> for sure. And I, and then after you read, it, if you want to talk about it, I'm here, I'm here. I, I would love to talk about it for sure. So uh, uh, just I'm
2: always there to talk about it. I, 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 like, I like selling it. I love talking about it after yeah. people have already read it.
1: Yeah. We're geeks. So what do we love to do? We love to talk about the stuff that we love. So, um, but yeah, just pick up the book for sure that's guess why I'll, we're
0: here if you're new
1: yeah. to it
2: catch up tier you get all 10 issues for 45 dollars. so that's if you're brand new to it and you want all first editions the catch-up tier is what i would i would push you to but of course whatever works for you is fine with me
0: 10 issues less than 50 bucks let get it order it do it today support your local shops support the the people making things and making content on kickstarter I want to thank you all for being here today. It really meant a lot to us. Thanks for taking your time out to record with us. And I hope to see both of you at a convention sometime. They keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, but eventually they have to happen again. So we'll see. But I appreciate y'all again and have a wonderful evening. It's been great talking. Thank you, you for having me. See you, buddy. Thank you, Kevin.